Welcome to another episode of Half Cut Conspiracies. We decided to start this one a little different to give you a heads up that we had way too much content to fit into 50 minutes. So lucky for you, we've split it up into two episodes. The truth is out there, but these two goofballs aren't likely to find it. You're listening to Half Cut Conspiracies. What do you think of the beer? It's good. This is the pumpkin one, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. So it's like, yeah, it's just a hint of pumpkin spice. Mm. So I feel like you can drink a couple of them without getting sick of it and then switch to another beer. The spice element isn't as strong as it is in some of the ones yes. that taste dates. And the other, I haven't actually ever tried another pumpkin spice beer, but the only one, other one I can kind of uh, equate it to is the, was it Granville Island uh, Winter, Winter Ale? Ale? Yeah. yeah, and that one, I do like that one, but I find I can only have one of them, and then I have to switch to it's something. It's pretty heavy. Yeah, it, like it's, it's jam-packed beer, with yeah. flavor. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that... that type of beer I can have all day, but it's just the flavor that I mm. find is, it's too much to continue to drink for, you know, gotcha. uh, several of them. So I like this one because you can have a couple of them. It's not too intense. Uh, it's a lighter beer, um, but yeah, you still get that hint of pumpkin spice yes, nice. for all your uh, pumpkin spice needs. Yeah. Hey there, how are you doing? Didn't see you uh, sneak in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Half Cut Conspiracies. Uh, my name is Todd Sullivan. And I'm Carlos Sia. And uh, in a short minute, we will be talking about uh, the United Nations. But first, a regular feature first. that we have never done before. Ah, yes. Talking about a random social media conspiracy that's yeah. popular at the time, which I, as I brought it up today, realized that by the time the episode comes out, it's a thing of the past. Yeah. But... Maybe it's a look back. Of... Well, and I think there will probably be at least one one bonus social media conspiracy later on the episode because there are a lot. Uh, there are some con- uh, related to the United Nations that are kind of floating around on social media off and on over the you know the last few months slash years. So okay, this is you know it it will include stuff that you might have seen on social. Yeah. So lately on social media. Well, first let's let's frame this a little How bit. How we frame it is it is like November sixth. Yes, it is three days since the uh, the U.S. presidential election. Uh, we still don't know who the president is. The ballots are still being counted yeah. in, I believe it's three three of the key states to actually figure out who the president will be. Right now, it's currently leading um, or leaning towards Joe Biden. But, but I'm still hoping for a surprise victory from Kanye West. Anything could happen. I mean, Trump was leading right yeah. after uh, the election night, so... Tomorrow he's going to wake up and find a whole bunch of those votes for Trump. They were misspelled. Someone, <laughs> yeah. A bunch of... Millions of people accidentally spelled Kanye wrong. <laughs> yeah. Kane. Who's Kane. this? This Kane West. At this point, I would not be surprised by anything that happens in this election. It is just a shit show. No, I'm half prepared to wake up tomorrow morning to discover that the White House is on fire. That it wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past Trump to just burn all the shit. Exactly. Just yeah. burn it all down. Fuck it. Yeah. If I can't have it, nobody can. 
Yes, as they're counting the ballots, the big conspiracy right now is Sharpie Gate. Basically, I think um, the implication is that there were um, Democratic pollsters or, or people at the voting locations handing out Sharpies to Republican voters who then went and used the Sharpies to mark their ballots, only to find out later that the Sharpie wasn't a valid way of marking the ballot. My first question here is like, as people were coming through the door with these people asking, like, how do you intend to vote today? To know who to give a Sharpie to and who not to give a Sharpie to. I feel like Trump supporters are, they're pretty obvious in who they're supporting with yeah, their mega I, hats. I, I and... could be wrong, but I think there are regulations about what you can wear to a, a place of voting. I don't think you can go in with like any obvious I accoutrements. I thought that was only for people who were like volunteering or working at the Maybe booths. it is. Yeah. Because I mean... What are you going to kick somebody out for their clothes? I mean, they're all about free speech and freedom of expression over there. So I feel like. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I could I could see maybe not all of Trump supporters, but a lot of them wearing their mega hats they're, they're or pretty draped rabid. in an American flag. With, you know, and, <laughs> Bald eagle on their head. Yeah. I'm here to vote. <laughs> yeah. The whole conspiracy is that those ballots that were cast with Sharpies were not being counted. And the majority of them were for Trump. And there have been election officials who have actually gone on the record, on the news, on Twitter, and posted out a thing basically saying, if you voted and you're, you had a valid ID and you're an actual registered voter, doesn't matter what you use to mark your ballot, it will be counted. So it was interesting that that was still going around. And I guess... It's so easy for misinformation to be spread around like wildfire, and it's usually the correction to any wrong information that doesn't really... Yeah, nobody spreads it because it's boring. It's not Well, and in the case, I think, of social media, the people who spread the misinformation aren't interested in spreading the correction and likely don't even believe the correction is true. Yes, that makes sense. So, anyways, all of the listeners that listen to our podcast, hopefully... Now that we've said it, you believe it. Yeah. Now that it's two or three weeks since this has happened, <laughs> yes. and you guys have been staying up at night worrying about Sharpie Gate, I hope we've eased your conscious conscience in this difficult time. You can, you can rest like, again. The court case has already gone through all the yeah. way up to Supreme Court, but yeah. they're waiting for us to, <laughs> to deliver the factual information. What are Carlo and Todd going to say about this? Yeah. We must know. But today, what are we here to talk about? Uh, we're talking about the UN, the United Nations, the old nation de la unité, as they say on Francais. <laughs> Do they? I don't think. We might as well start at the beginning, right? Yes. Um, and I just found out today, the, because that's when I started my research on this, <laughs> this stuff. Um, anyway, so in the beginning... God the created the heavens and the earth. Yes, and he also created the League of Nations, mm. which uh, that's where I found out it was basically the precursor to the United Nations. It stemmed from, hold on, I have this information up. It was actually... It was after one of the World Wars, wasn't it? It was, yes, it was right after <clears throat> World War One, I, I believe. There's only two to choose from. Yes, so. <laughs> was it three? I don't know. So far. Uh, so the League was, yeah, precursor, precursor to the United and it was created after World War One uh, by Woodrow Wilson. Uh, mm. He was the original guy that that came up with it. He was a U.S. president, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and so he created it, 
And there was a lot of stuff that came, a lot of negative racist stuff that came out of it. And one of the guys who, at the time, uh, his name was Father Charles Coughlin. I, th I thought it was Coughlin, but in the online it said it was pronounced like Coughlin. Mm. Um, he was cite off. He was cited as a prototype of the right wing talk radio. So oh, I imagine, kind of yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, I imagine he would be that guy of that time. Um, and he was a popular figure during the Great Depression. And he alleged that the league was a tool of the Jews to prosecute a sacred war against the U.S. Mm. And that didn't happen. But this guy was ah, like, oh, but super just wait. Oh, it's coming. Oh, wait, it's coming. Like you're going to say more or no, no, in the future. Oh, okay. But the league is no longer exists. So they're a little Yay, late to that party. But I mean, they just kind of turned into the U.S. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the, uh, the Jews are still involved. So the league was, yeah, it was a real thing. And it, there was a lot of negative stuff that came from it. But some of the positive stuff that that happened was they created this Nansen passport which was an international passport for refugees or people that weren't able to get citizenship wherever. They helped free African slaves from Africa, and they also stopped some minor uh, territorial disputes. And then there was a bunch of things. A lot of it uh, came down to like the timing that it was, it was put together and other events that had happened to the demise of the League of Nations. It just all fell down on each other. Yeah. Um, and after that was where the UN kind of came from. But it's a similar similar idea of we need everyone to come together to basically stop world wars and Guys, help each other. Stop, I don't know. Stop warring. Yeah. Let's right? not do that I got anymore. like so many things. You just gave me another beer, but yeah. I still have my other one and the Manhattan that I'll get used to it one day. Sorry. <laughs> I guess I'm catching up to you is the thing. Yeah, I also had like two before you got here. Yeah. So that yeah, there was some other stuff on the League of Nations, but I don't want to go too in depth with them. I just wanted to start off by saying that the UN had um, its origins were from the League of Nations that already had a lot of random conspiracies from there. Yeah. That then jumped into the UN once that was was created. I want to just sort of give a bit of a definition about the UN because uh, I've copied and pasted uh, a couple, two different definitions. Uh, one from Wikipedia, just sort of the first couple of sentences that Wikipedia... No, I'm lying. It's not Wikipedia. It's from the UN's website. This is what the United Nations says they are. The United Nations is an international organization founded in 1945. It is currently made up of 193 member states. The mission and work of the United Nations are guided by the purposes and principles contained in its founding charter. Sounds fascinating. Oh, interesting stuff. Now taken from rationalwiki.org. There are two United Nations. The one is a great place where leaders from around the world can come together and talk about issues like the adults they are. It is a neutral forum where all are granted equal say, no matter the size or importance of the country. This UN is a complete fantasy. The other is barely anything at all. It includes among its member nations not only parliamentary democracies, but also human rights abusers mainly concerned with their own power. Because unanimity among the big five, the USA, France, UK, Russia, and China, is needed for any action involving the Security Council, things rarely get done, and UN sanctions can be pretty much ignored by all nations, great and small. That's okay, though, since the countries like the US that are meant to fund it systematically starve it of funding, so the UN can't do much anyway. 
On some small scale activities, it can do some good, but any attempts at actual peacekeeping usually fall apart, which should then be a cause for peace and brotherhood instead just becomes another bureaucratic nightmare. Mm. I really wanted to talk about that description because so much of the conspiracies around the United Nations is that it's this massive global force that's going to force everybody uh, into something. When, in all honesty, it's just a bunch of people in a room that can't get fucking anything done. So what I've got here is what I found was Agenda 21 is the kind of the New World Order type, um, I guess, task that the UN has on the go. And the claim is that the UN will establish a New World Order under its Agenda 21 2030. So is it by... Between okay. 2021 and So 2030? Agenda 21 and 2030 are separate but connected. Okay. Agenda All 21 right. was the um, the initial one. I think that was uh, developed in uh, 1992. And okay, maybe that was the original one. That it they... was The 21 was in reference to the 21st century. Okay. Right. So here's our plan looking ahead, what we kind of need the globe to do in the 21st century so we don't fuck over the entire species and planet. Okay. Um, then Agenda 2030 was sort of a more focused version of that where it's like, Okay, here are more concrete steps that we have to take by 2030 um, in order to keep from fucking, fucking the up. world okay. even more dramatically. Okay. The important point, though, being that this, this is all a non-binding action plan. Yes. And when the country sign up to this, it does not require that they do anything. They're just saying, yeah, sure, maybe. It's like the user, the end user license agreement. It's like you just scroll to the end, check yes, I've read it, and accept. Like you I mean, don't have technically to. Technically, the end user license agreement is more binding <laughs> than Agenda Twenty One, <laughs> and okay, yet well. everyone is terrified that like this means that the UN is going to come in and fucking control your country. Anyway, go ahead. I guess this has kind of been a thing for a while where this conspiracy pops up every once in a while, but it was in May that. A Facebook user by the name of Vernon Adkinson, um, he posted something that ended up going viral, and it talked about the 20 goals that the UN will focus on to make the New World Order. Oh, oh. Are we... What? I think I might have... You got something on that? You I... got the post? Is that the image? Um, probably, yeah, it summed it, I was just reading the, the article that kind of summed it up, it talks about, um, uh, one world government, a single cashless currency, government owned and controlled schools, colleges and universities. Yeah, so I've got, I've yeah, got this all is kind of what you, yeah. you kind of, uh, talked about a little bit before. And was there something you want to say about it? Um, well, I was just kind of, yeah, introducing it, how this conspiracy has now popped up again, um, that it's, it's become a little bit more popular and just leading into that. So yeah, if you want to talk. So I think what would be fun to do actually is, um, because I've seen this image, I've, I've got an image on my, uh, in my note application here, um, quite frequently, um, shared on Facebook and it might be fun to like throw this on our Facebook page that people can reference Mm, when they watch this episode. Um, and it's, it is supposedly 
what the 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 agenda twenty one slash twenty thirty goals are. Uh, and again, agenda twenty one is a non binding action plan with regard to sustainable development. Essentially, we just want to like we want to make the earth last. Fuck! I said we. Now I'm clearly part of this conspiracy. Oh shit! Um, okay, you're one of the sheeple. Now I want to go through this one by one, and and look at it in two ways. One of it, one is, is it feasible? And second, if it's feasible, is it so bad? Okay. Okay. All right. Let's do this. So first, one world government. Does that seem feasible? No. No. I don't think so at all. No. Like, that off. would be super freaking hard. <laughs> that is Although, never going to happen. Okay, but now think of it this way. If it wasn't a government but a corporation, think of how many corporations are across all the different mm, country lines. There's your technocratic state. So, yeah. Okay, so if we look at it in a different way of the way the current political system and government system is set up... But look at it in more of yeah. a um, one world Facebook platform. Yeah. Then I think it's a little bit more plausible that there could be a corporation. Because you look at the major corporations yeah, like Procter but, Gamble. But no. You you're uh, not none of these corporations have the ability. Well, I shouldn't say they don't have the ability, but like every country is still gonna legislate legislate itself. Okay, but you which, know Facebook can like dodge those legislations or nudge legislations in certain directions. Yeah, but it's never going to be in control of everything. No, yeah, and I don't think even in even with the governments that are in place, they don't have control of everything because they've got money that's backed from corporations, and yeah. they've got all these different user groups that you will be on top of them about stuff and lobbying for things. So there's no, you know, you're never going to have, even in the way that the government system is set up now, you're never going to have a government that is in total control of everything because that was communism and it hasn't worked in that sense where the government controls everything. Yeah. So I, I can't see it being feasible in the sense of the current system of governments, but I can see a version of it with corporations that are they may not have a governing control but they have so much influence over the population who can then manipulate them in a way to then force their agenda yes. kind of thing Interesting so work. yeah just throwing that out there one world cashless currency bitcoin kind yeah. of so first of all i don't think there's a problem with a one world currency yeah. Um, I, I'm tired of having to know, like, what is my Canadian dollar yeah. versus the American dollar versus the fucking euro versus whatever. Um, I think it's possible at some point way down the road we will reach a cashless society. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I think uh, our system, maybe it'll happen sooner than I think now that we've got things like, you know, like home-based businesses can have, like, credit card mm. tappers on their phone, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's a lot easier to... But I think... I, I would say we're at least 50 years from a cashless society. You think 50? Yeah. I think with the, the way that technology is going, I think it's a lot sooner. Maybe. I. You know what? I'm a big fan of a Canada, Canada's big gay currency. Um, What's that? Well, what? like, have you ever seen all of our dollar, like our different oh, dollar dollars? Oh, okay. Spread out as, like, right. The pride flag kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, I thought it was some like, other... <laughs> you gotta pay in some other form. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, I just like all of the colors, so we'd lose that if we, uh, if we went Yeah, I, li I like our Monopoly money. Yeah. 
I've never heard of it as a the big gay kind of <laughs> I think I coined that term, actually. One world central bank, that would probably go along with a one world uh, currency. I'm okay with that. I don't fucking care. Um, the next one I think is confusing. A one world military. If we're one world... What? Who do we need a military against? This is where Donald oh, Trump's Space, space Force... Oh, Space Force. I'm just going to say it's yeah, Space Force. It's Space Force. Okay, so we're there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the end of all national national sovereignty. That That's a big one uh, for a lot of the anti-UN uh, people. Remember the Yellow Vests last year? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they were sort of a very uh, right-wing, militaristic Canadian movement, kind of like Canadian Proud Boys... That the Proud oh, Boys came from a Canadian as well. Um, are the Proud Boys Canadian? I don't think they're Canadian, but um, Gavin McInnes, who founded the Proud Boys, is Canadian. Oh, okay. There was a lot of talk about, there was another UN non-binding resolution that had to do with um, countries trying to bring in more refugees. And I remember, maybe it wasn't last year, but the year before, there was a lot in the Yellow Vest community freaking out about the number of refugees coming in and how mm-hmm. the UN was trying to erode our sovereignty by forcing us to take on these immigrants. Yeah. And I got into a number of conversations saying like, okay, A, it's it's non-binding. They're not telling us what to do. They're just saying this would yeah. be a good idea. And if you could do this, it would be, it'd be helpful in a global sense. Yeah. Um, but no, it's like, no, they're, they're forcing us to do it and we're no longer in charge of our own country. So, yeah, the end of all national sovereignty, as far as I know, is not part of Agenda 21. Actually, as far as I know, none of these are part of Agenda 21. (laughs) The end of all privately owned property. Oh, but I just bought a house. Sucker. No, now I don't own it. That one, I think, is uh, BS. That kind of ties in with communism really well, where the government owns all the assets yeah. and the government pays you just a living wage, basically. Everyone gets paid the same for doing whatever they do. Like, when you go that extreme into communism, it hasn't worked so far. And I don't think the gov- I don't think it's a good thing yeah. if the government owns everything, I think. I think where this comes in is, I, I do think in Agenda 21, there are notions of, like, this is the best way, like, we want you to to use your land in a way that's maximally sustainable. You know, use this kind of irrigation system, use this mm-hmm. kind of whatever. Um, and so there are these notions of, please don't just fucking rape the land. Mm. Whereas, you know, the response to that from a lot of the anti-UNers is something like, fuck you, I'll rape my land if I want to, you're not the boss yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that leads them to think, like, yeah, they're going to take my property away because I want to rape it. See, I think if you, if it wasn't necessarily the government wanting to own your land, but regulating more efficient uses of the resources. Oh, that's just one step towards communism, though, man. You know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, the way you explained it, it's like, okay, the government trying to not dictate or anything to the people of how to better use the resources so they go farther but maybe encourage people on how to use resources more efficiently i could see that being something beneficial that we shouldn't it should be just something that we all do like you can own your own land but say like we have our watering restrictions here where it's in the summer between certain times you can water because 
we only have so much. And then right, if but you, you can also you can also imagine, I think, that there would be a faction of people who, if like right now for the first time ever, they started instituting water restrictions, they'd be like, "Fuck what? I want to shoot water at myself whenever I want to. Fuck you! You don't tell me what to do." Okay, what's the next? One? Uh, the next is the end of the family unit. Okay, I had a note about that one. I have no idea. What, do you, what does that even mean? Oh, no, sorry. I have the end to single family homes. Yeah, that's later. Oh, okay. So, what? It, okay, I don't get both of those then. What is the end of the family Well, unit? I imagine that if the family unit is ended, we no longer need single family homes. They go <laughs> hand in hand, is my assumption. I don't know what the end of the family unit is. I think it probably amounts to the fact that these people think that they're, they're going to be legislating, like, you're now gay. You have to be gay now. <laughs> <laughs> the family unit has changed. It's, it's, yeah. There is no more family unit. You are uh, you're now uh, a gay transgender cucumber, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. You live in this closet. Uh, yeah, like, you can't like, use water, <laughs> and you're a gay cucumber. You can um, use water for exactly ninety seconds every day. Yeah. Try to line up your laundry, your bath, and your your teeth brushing all at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have no idea what the end of the family unit means, but any kind of like new world order conspiracy does come with those fears of, of like the family unit changes. It's well, no, but it's, it's like, it's, it's the, the, the creep, the creeping in of the gays and the lesbians and the transgenders and, and, and uh, honestly, I think we need, we need more of that because yeah, totally. the straights are just fucking shit up. We're ruining everything. Yeah. Get rid of us. Uh, depopulation, control of population growth and population density. This ends up being, I think, a buzzword amongst people who see depopulation and think they want to kill us. I think rather they would like to see a, a slow decrease in the yeah. population. Because the fact is we have too many people on this planet. It is true. We this do. This is fact. Um, and unless we take steps, it's not going to get better. And this goes to, I think we talked either the last episode or the episode before about the misunderstanding of the Bill Gates quote about how vaccines mm, yes, yeah. reduces population. And and the, again, this is part of it. Like looking at properly using the resources that we have on the planet, we need to reduce our population. Um, and I think, I think what China had was, a, I mean, I hate to say like it was a good idea. I mean, it was... The reason for it was bad, but like with the one child limit, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they were doing it for a, the reason of, it was because girl babies were worthless basically. And so you could have only one male kind of thing. Um, but I think limiting families to one kid yeah. isn't a bad thing to me, especially when you look at how things are going with shortages and your limited resources as much as i love freedom and all that stuff i think there's a limit where if we keep having kids then we all will die a slow painful death including those kids that we have yeah that we really i think would like like, the best for it's almost like if you scaled it down every it's so hard to think globally with this stuff but if you scaled it down to a household and you look at your house your family can only support two kids you know you got the the two in an ideal family two parents and two kids and their resources you know from their income from work can only support feeding and you know clothing and supplying all the 
proper stuff you got to give to kids for two kids and then you decide to have a third one now you're gonna have to start making sacrifices and then you have a fourth one maybe you have to sacrifice one of those kids yeah <laughs> but like then you have a fourth one and then it's like okay are we gonna eat today or are we paying our bills for you know to keep the roof over our head or are and we eating tommy yeah, exactly. So that's where I think if you now scale that up to a global scale, you've got millions of families now having kids and they are taking the resources and we're having to spread them thinner. It's not sustainable at all. Mm. And so we will all suffer if we don't come up with a plan of somehow limiting childbirth. Yeah. And yeah, I think you, you're... You've got a good point there. Of it's not that we, you know, anyone wants to kill, or hopefully the UN isn't looking to like kill people that are already born. Although but, the next item is mandatory multiple vaccinate vaccines, which ooh. of course we know is what Bill Gates wants to do to wipe out portions of the population. Mm. Mm. I thought he was also trying to like track the population. the ones that aren't dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's that's the tricky thing, right? Yeah. Is you don't want to get those vaccines mixed up because there's no yeah. benefit to tracking the dead ones. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> still six feet under. <laughs> this guy's not moving for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and then there's the universal basic income, which okay. Uh, but hold on, we we get back to the vaccine one. Okay, sorry. Because um, your whole game was like, is it feasible and is it good? Uh, oh I, yeah, like right. yeah, like vaccines. I think they are good. Yeah. Uh, so I. I I don't see that one as a bad one. It, yeah. I mean, when you take the whole craziness out of the conspiracies out and you look at vaccines as a health measure to keep you healthy and alive, then yes, mm. I think... Mm. Mm. Interesting approach. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, a novel idea that I just came up with right now. But Do you have a name for it? Like taking the conspiracy out and just like looking at the facts. Do you have a name for that? Oh, like science? Maybe. Is that? We can try that out. <laughs> I don't know. It's something new. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think vaccines are good. Uh, I think, man, there's going to be a lot of people who get mad at me if I say this, but I think mandatory vaccines are probably a good idea. I think if there's, you know, I mean, obviously, if you're immunocompromised or if, like, you're in a situation where you can't, like, scientifically, medically, you can't receive a vaccine, then, yeah, we're not going to, you know, jam a needle in mm -hmm. your arm and force you to take one. But I think, ah, oh, man, fuck it. it there is a, it's a funny line between like individual freedom and the benefit of society, you know, and as Spock once said when he was dying, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. It's funny that I keep bringing back to the end user license agreement, but I feel like, <laughs> I feel like at birth, you have to, I know you can't read at birth, but. <laughs> but just a big pretty you could. Ideally, in a like perfect world. Being born, you should automatically check off like this is your thing you're you're born you're on earth now you have to follow these rules mm. and if you choose to not follow them then boom you're, you're back to oblivion. yeah you're, you're dead right you know what i'm in for that it's almost like you know you're what? opted in i, I would have buzzed through this and be like fuck this shit i'm out of here <laughs> yeah. but like if you you know you're born and you do have to think of others you don't Though. Well, but I feel like you should. Yes, I agree. In in a good and it's not even like a utopian world. It's just like a decent <laughs> world where you want to live a decent life. Yeah. You should care about how other people are treated and but how, like, 
How messed up is it though that we live in a society where you had to you had to say like what I'm talking about isn't isn't utopian? I don't mean that like like I don't like sound like this is utopian. Yeah, but no, just kind of in an ordinary decent world. Yeah, all right. So I agree. I think vaccines not not all of them. I mean, it's not like you need to take every vaccine mm. in the world, but. I when I went through elementary school, I had to get vaccinated. I don't know. I don't remember those being optional. I don't know. Maybe my parents had to check off a box or something, but that was just the thing that we did. I imagine they would is have it, had to. I don't know. You have but, a, you have a daughter, so is that something? Has she gone through? Well, she's had most of her vaccines through the doctor, not through school. Oh, okay. And was that optional? Did the doctor ask like, "Do you want to give her this one"? I don't remember because I mean yeah. I'm fucking all in on science, right? So if the doctor yeah. says, <laughs> yeah, just give her whatever. Says, yeah, we want a general full of this shit. I'm like, okay, man, you know yeah. better than I do. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I I guess maybe that's maybe I'm totally wrong in my thinking, but I thought it was like a thing. You just at this age, it's like, yep, yeah. you need this so that you don't die of diphtheria which... and also <laughs> spread it to half the school. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. So I yeah I think if it's some sort of disease that's that could come back in this area and kill a bunch of people. Yes, I feel like it should be, you have to get this, otherwise you're violating your terms of the agreement and <laughs> you're done. But I do remember I went to um, Argentina one year and with my dad and we had to get a bunch of crazy shots. And well, because I guess there's like diseases yeah, that, that exactly. don't exist here. Or like, yeah. And I think if it was sold to people as like, if you don't get this, you're going to die. And I didn't mean it like sold to people as like this is a con. But, no, like, no. If it but... was if it was told to people in that way of like if you don't take this, then your chances of not surviving this world are gonna go down. Universal basic income. I think that's awesome. I think it's great. I think COVID has definitely helped to propel the idea and concept of a universal basic income. In a lot of places. I know Canada, we had our, I forget Serb. what they yeah, the CERB, the Canadian the Emergency herb. response. Yeah. <laughs> the Canadian herb is marijuana, sir. Get your fast rate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, we had people who uh, were laid off from work or, or whatever happened. They were able to get this government funding yeah. and it helped them to be able to continue to live. I, I honestly think that universal basic income would be like world changing. Oh yeah. The idea that someone could could just get enough money automatically every month to pay for their needs, no longer are they necessarily forced to work a job they don't like, work mm -hmm. at a job where they feel underappreciated or maybe even um, you know, taken advantage of, abused to give People who want to pursue the arts, mm -hmm. the ability to do that, to like say, hey, you know what? I'm okay with living at a bare bones lifestyle if it means I can write full time or I can explore filmmaking or whatever. Like the state of the world, I think, would mm -hmm. be so profoundly improved with a universal basic income. And so with the, the UBI, I think... Uh, one, wow, there's a lot of things that people need to wrap their head around in a different way that they haven't been trained to think. And you hear this argument a lot of, okay, with universal basic income, 
people aren't gonna want to work those shitty minimum wage jobs because they'll just they'll be making money that is more than what they'd make at those jobs so why would they do that okay so now wrap your head around this so if those shitty minimum wage jobs aren't something that people want to do and their business couldn't survive with what whatever they were paying well not even that like i mean the job is the job you can't there's no way of changing whatever the no, job no, no, no. is but, I mean, but but you could offer more money well but that's the thing it's like okay if your business can't survive on having to pay people more money maybe it's not a viable business to begin with mm. but then also if people aren't wanting to work at your job because what they see as the work that they have to do versus their return in, in in their their investment of their paycheck is not adequate then obviously you're not you're basically exploiting your workforce yeah and a lot of the uh, fast food chains a lot of just minimum wage jobs the reason why they're minimum wage is because the government has dictated this is the lowest amount you can pay somebody anything less is slave wage basically it's slave labor but let's say, too, though, that potentially you can receive your universal basic income and then if you want to still go work at McDonald's, get that wage on top of your UBI, you're now better off. So the thing that part of that UBI is there because it's being it's taxed Mr. McDonald at the top level. Right. And it's all yeah. balancing out. And the, yeah, the thing with that is, yes, you'd have to tax the people at the top to be able to make a lot of that that there. Yeah. But I think, like, my understanding with the UBI is that you would get it to a point. So if you make X amount of dollars or less... Yeah, you would claim your you income get, on it. You get the UBI. Yeah. And then once you get into a job, like, let's say you get into some, some job in the arts that you've always wanted to do, and it pays you X amount of dollars or more, now you're making more than what the i guess that minimum living yeah. wage is yeah. and so now you don't get the UBI. what i'm saying though is that where that threshold is is arbitrary yeah. any government body who puts a ubi in can decide where that threshold is and they could entirely make it so that people who are working minimum wage jobs yeah still get the ubi at 100 percent Yes, yeah, right. and I I agree with that. I think people though, I guess to to my point, what I what I was trying to get at is something that people don't necessarily think of. I think they think that they're going to be getting this crazy wage where they'll never have to work a day in their life. And UBI, the way that I understand it, is that it's basically supposed to be just a a living wage mm -hmm. that will um, pay for your basically uh, food on your table. It'll put a roof over your head, like a basic roof over your head, and give you a little bit of money to to put in your savings. Yeah. So it's not something that you're going to get rich on. It's something that you will just not have to stress about where you're going to be able to make your next paycheck or pay your bills from. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, once you, once you pass that threshold, then it's like, okay, you don't need the universal basic income because you've been able to go to university and do you know get whatever degree you want to go yeah. and work at your dream job and now your dream job is paying you an adequate wage so now you can contribute back to society and not have to have that universal basic income so it, it helps those people that are trying to get to that point but then also allows the people who aren't there 
to not have to stress about okay, I have to work 40 hours a week at this shit job mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. so I can then go to school for another, you know, 40 hours a week and tr- stress until I'm done this so I can get that dream job. So I I am in full support of UBI in in that context of like, yeah, it should help the people try and achieve their dreams. And once you've you've made it to that point, then yeah, we should be giving back to uh, to help others achieve. Yep. And to be clear, it is the UBI we are uh, in favor of, not UTIs. Yes. yes. And that is, ugh, those are the Just worst. Got to clarify that. Right. Uh, next up, microchipped society for purchasing, travel, tracking, and controlling. What's wrong with that? Um, <laughs> I think we covered that under vaccines, right? Like we're just going to jam microchips in everybody? Yeah, totally. Um, so, okay, this one on now that you go into more depth of uh, controlling and tracking everyone, we don't need microchips injected in us no, to do that. No, they're phones. I remember seeing somebody complain about the idea of, like, having your uh, medical records, like, tracked with you. And I think that is one of the best things. Like, if I, yeah. if I travel to South Africa and I have a heart attack and I get rushed to a hospital, I want those doctors to have access to all of my medical records as quickly as humanly possible. Like if yeah. that means like they're scanning my card or they're like reading a microchip in my hand or whatever, like I'm a fucking technology guy. You know what? I will take a microchip. If it's going to make, like I've already got three Google homes in my house that are tracking everything I say. If it will ultimately lead to a net better life for me, I'm volunteering right here to take a microchip. Now, just arguing on the other side of that Mm -hmm. is, yes, I agree. Having, like, convenience is awesome. But what if that, the reader for that chip falls into the wrong hands and now whatever's on that chip, somebody can, you know, knock you out wherever and just read your chip and get all your information that's the scary part about yeah, it. Yeah, so they find out and, I have diabetes. You know what? So did everybody listening. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but like, what if there's I mean, there's what if there's more on that chip, date of birth, and all your other random information that they can now get use that to get into they, your finance. Yeah, okay, they can do that with my phone. They can get ninety percent, like the same amount of information you get off the chip in my hand. You can get yeah. from my phone probably easier. I can turn my back for one second. You can steal my phone. You want the microchip in my hand? Yeah, but you've got a password. You chop my hand off. You've got, <laughs> you, <laughs> but you've got a password on your phone, right? Yeah. Okay, so if you know, you telling me that there's no software that can break into a phone? No, but what I'm saying ah. is there is. But I know with with the Apple phone is that if I notice that my phone is gone, I can go onto my computer and do find my iPhone, and I can basically. Even if it doesn't show up. But again, you can be gone with my phone for longer than you can be gone with my hand. I will notice that much sooner. Yeah, but what if they? What if you're traveling and they knock you out? And then now you're... Now I'm knocked out. You can take my phone or my hand. It doesn't matter. It's okay. still easier to steal my that's phone. That's true. All right. Yeah, that's true. The only reason you take my hand at that point is because you wanted to chop it off. Okay. <laughs> you okay. just like fucking Fine. cutting off Put a microchip in me, whatever, with yeah. all the details. No, I mean... Uh, I yeah, I don't like needles at all, so I don't I don't think I would want a microchip, but I do like the idea. Well, of okay, that. that's fair too. I'll take it as part of a vaccine. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm gonna get the vaccine anyway. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna click the optional <laughs> microchipping. <Yeah. laughs> 
but no, yeah, I I agree that I think there should be some sort of system that if you're traveling, you should, you know, doctors somewhere else should have an easier way to access the information, whether it's a, I don't know, like something even in your phone where they can, if it's in a medical emergency, you can't unlock it. They can push a button and have like some global code that only medical people have and they put it in your phone and then it sends an email to your I mean, government. It's, it's interesting you would say that. I don't know if it would, somebody would try. Like I've actually, like I can unlock my phone with a fingerprint, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So technically if I was passed out and I had my phone, now let's say all my medical records were on here. Yeah. Someone could access them if they had me and my finger and they thought to yeah. apply it to the fingerprint scanner. Would they? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. It's a good know. question. If they're doing that, they, it's probably a, they got a business going on. Yeah. Anyways, I, yeah, I, okay, that's Give fair. me all the microchips. Yep. Uh, implementation of a world social credit system like China has. I don't know what that is. Oh, is that like that? There was an episode of Black Mirror where, and also of um, Community, where it was... Oh, what was it like, kitty, kitty face something or other? Um, where basically other people rate you on how good of a person you are. I did see that Black Mirror episode. Yeah, it was, but it was community first. Oh, and and there's an actual app for it. Hold on, I gotta find this because it's got a funny name to it. So in community, they called it Meow Meow Beans. <laughs> that was the name of it. It's a legit app you could download. Um, but yeah, basically it is, you rate other people, they did a whole episode on it, and then Black Mirror, uh, I think a couple of years ago, did did their version of it, where you rate other people on how good of a person they are. Yeah, yeah. And they actually have something like that in China, where you you rate other people, you know, if they help you cross the street, you give them points or whatever, and then those points can actually get them things. So they can, I don't know exactly what it is, but like, for example, they could get into certain shows or they get deals on tickets for whatever, or, you know, you get discounts in real world things. Right. So yeah, yeah. it's almost like training people to be better people so they could capitalize on a situation. Or is that right? Like, but you know what? Like like gamifying the, the idea of becoming better, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. And if we can encourage people to be better. Yeah, is it a bad thing? I don't think so. The only problem I have with it is like, okay, what if I'm super nice to you, but I can only have six people over at my birthday party and you're number seven. Sorry, Todd, you can't come to my birthday party. And then you're like, fuck you, Carlo. You're not inviting me to, my, to your birthday. I'm going to rate you a zero. Mm -hmm. And then that brings my score down. So... That's the shitty part of it is that if people just for whatever reason have a grudge against you, yeah, they yeah. could bring your score down and it negatively affects your real life. Yeah. yeah um, sure. So that's the, the negative part of it. So if there was some way of verifying, you know, the score system so that you can't just get your bots to give bad ratings to people, um, then, yeah, I think it's, yeah, gamifying... People it's it's worth good. noting, I think, we're, we're, we're well into the part of this list that doesn't seem at all connected to, like, sustainability of the planet. <laughs> well, but, okay, if I see Joe Blow across the street watering his lawn <laughs> during oh, non-watering times. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, buddy, the city has some hours set for this. Yeah. I don't care if you're paying for it. 
I am also not going to be able to drink that water once the drought oh, hits. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, right? So it, it could... But you'd need to send that like with photographic evidence. You couldn't just be like, you know, Joe Blow is being yeah, a... picture taken at face. 2 in the afternoon, yeah. watering restrictions right? and Because it's going to tag those things. Yeah. So, yeah, right. I don't know. I can see this helping. Also, I find it interesting that as we're going further down the list, these are they're getting more ridiculous in the sense of these things are pretty crazy for the United Nations to be trying to implement. Like, yeah. I noticed there was a point where it got to, okay, yeah, this is totally UN, something that a voluntary group can do, to, okay, now this is, like, population control type thing. But at the same time, there's examples of each of these things that are currently in practice. You know, for example, in China, where they're doing this this gamifying thing. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's far off yet not as far off as you know we're thinking. Carlo, what's our Twitter? Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh yes, our Twitter is uh just at conspiracies, but uh all the vowels are numbers. So it's C zero N S P one R one four C no, I think three, three S. Three, shouldn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Spell cons- just search us. C zero N S P one R one. Yeah, I'm lost too. Do we have an email address? I don't know. Uh, we do. We have uh, halfcutconspiracies at gmail.com, and you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at halfcutconspiracies. Your one stop shop is Facebook because it has all of those links, and you can. Check out all of our stuff there. We also have a Discord that is linked off of there. Yeah, nice. Um, so we should probably just promote the Facebook. Yeah, all, go to Facebook <laughs> instead of Twitter. You can yeah. find everything else from there. Ignore the Twitter. We don't even tweet. It's not even a thing. I'll start tweeting one day. We Thanks just- <laughs> for listening. We appreciate that you've taken the time to like hang out with us while we fucking ramble about shit we don't think about. That was Carlosia. And that was Todd Sullivan, and as my grandpappy once said, O manjare questa minestra, o saltare questa finestra, which literally translates to either eat this soup or jump out of this window. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Have a great one. Cheers.